going. You want to do it? No. Why not? Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hello, Dopey Nation. <laughs> you, yeah, welcome to Dopey Nation. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Dopey. You should the do podcast a- about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. My name is Chris. It was good until you said your name was Chris. Yes. You should do it while you gargle. Hello. I'm going to do it as I vape. No. My favorite thing. I, I, this is not interesting. People hate hearing you vape, too. Hello, and welcome to Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing, the worst thing for oh me is hearing, is, is, is like new listeners who write us uh, from old Dopey episodes about how disgusting the eating was. Because it all just comes back to me. Have you ever listened to an eating episode? No, have you? Yeah. It's a bad? It's so bad. Why is it bad? It's like, disgusting. It doesn't, I don't feel like it wouldn't bother me. Like, I fall asleep with the television on. Like, not, like, I don't care. You smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes. I let you smoke in my car. Like, shit doesn't bother me. Well, some things really do bother you. Yeah, one thing. What? I'm not going into it. No, I don't it's mean the like same that. Fucking thing. No, I what? mean like, so, like you don't like it if I if I don't have a pursed mouth on the vape. You don't like it if <laughs> okay, right. if I leave yeah, a tissue on I'm the car ger- seat. I'm a germ. No, but with some things, yeah. you don't mind shooting dope from the syringe that's been up a fucking AIDS patient's ass. And yeah, he wasn't an AIDS patient. That How do you I knew, know? That I knew. I'm just saying your your spectrum is strange, and it's you, very, I, I will give you that. It's you very, also very, very strange. Have never listened to Dopey on headphones. I never. I, no, I have. I've listened on headphones. Have you ever um, listened to an eating but episode? You know what's weird is like my room. I'll be super super clean. Like my I I never ever sleep under the blankets. I just sleep on top of my bed for years. And I have a little sheet, and then I fold it, and my room's already clean. And then you see my car. I let my car get totally shitty. But if my room's messy, I'm like, I can't. It drives me nuts. So there is weird shit. But what were you saying? I don't know. I was saying something. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember what I was going to say. It's gone. What about that story that you were going to say that you've never told me before? And how do you think that intro was? Do you think it was all right? Are you joking? I thought that intro was really good. You're lying. It was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was good. That's why I don't do the intro. I'm self conscious. I think like, oh no, I, was, I remember what I was going to say. It's like when I listen to the eating episodes, and I think we have like four where we would order Indian food, <laughs> and I, I, or I, I was so hungry after work, I would order Indian food, and then I would eat the whole meal as we <laughs> did Toby. <laughs> so you would be, and you would be telling a story, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be eating like aloo gobi, which is this big cauliflower. I, aloo gobi. I love aloo yeah, gobi. Yeah, the cauliflower potato dish in, in a sandwich, <laughs> and then you're just telling something like, wop, wop. and it's like, and it's like when somebody would write, that was disgusting. At the time, I was like, fuck you. And then like, I remember once you were like, this guy CJ. You were like, oh, is it gross, CJ? And you like got close to the mic. <laughs> oh, but then, but then somebody recently. Some uh, a woman recently texted that that she had to stop listening, and I was like, "Can it really be that bad?" And I put on the headphones and I listened to it, and it was so gross. I'll have to listen to it. It's just <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> and the thing I think that, it's funny, dude. I think it's really funny. The thing that bums it's me en- out. It's endearing in a way. It's like lovable because well, like we're just such idiots. Like you, you know, know what it reminds me. We have no me clue of? what we're doing. But it, what it reminds me of, it's like you know when like George Costanza would say he looks the most masculine when he's eating an apple. Oh yeah, no, he he eats an apple. He he says that, but it's also when somebody calls him, he likes to seem like he's doing things. So he'll just be eating because he's like, yeah, like whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's that's how I felt about it. Like whatever, yeah. and I felt like it would like calm us down or calm me down if I could just be like it was casual, just like George. Yeah. Um, but then you listen to it, and I'm sure nobody talked about that on Seinfeld. That when they answered the phone and he's eating, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's also like the food is not like an apple, and at least an apple is crunchy. Yeah, the food's mushy and like gross. <laughs> It's just you know what would be funny is actually if we ordered delivery and when the delivery guy comes, if we try to bring him in and have him talk a little bit. Well, do you remember when you did that and you were like, "Oh, no!" You were like, "I said something." I do remember he was in the door, but I mean, we'll bring him in. We don't even have to tell it's recording. It'll be like the dopey nation knows, but we'll bring him in and we'll try to get him to talk a little bit. You know. We could be like a contest. We'll be like, let's see how long we can keep the delivery guy and how much personal details he can reveal. 
without him knowing that we're actually recording the podcast. It's funny because it's totally racially prejudiced. If you did it out here, okay, we're in the Hamptons. If you did it out here and you ordered delivery from Parmigiana, which yeah. is a delicious restaurant, we yeah. should totally get them to sponsor Dobby. That place is good. It's expensive, but it's worth it. If we ordered delivery from there, it would be some dude from the Hamptons, some white guy. He'd fucking sit down and start vaping in here. Yeah. He would stay for hours. Yeah. But if it was in Manhattan and some Bangladeshi, he's out. He's, he's like, well, I don't want to be here. Yeah, it'd be very creepy in New York. He also like, needs... get murdered. Well, the guy... No, no, no. The guy in New York needs to do the next delivery. Yeah. Out here, they'll, they'll chill forever. That's true. You know? And also, and you, if you got a white guy in New York or like anybody else in New York that grew up in New York City, like a Spanish guy or a black guy or an Indian guy, they would chill. If they're from another country, they would not. And that's the difference. No, I buy that. Period. By the way, people complain about my vaping still, and I will never stop that. The vaping? I try to do it less. The vaping gives an, a mystique of drug using. Because it sounds like there's something happening. Yeah. You know? I was actually kind of nervous to do it with Bob Forrest. I was afraid he was going to think I was, like, ripping a bong or something. I know. I saw that. He Chris tucked his head around uh, the back. The table, yeah. Yeah. I wonder what you guys thought of the Bob Forrest episode. It was, it was kind of like the Joe Schrank one. It's funny because we mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Bob Forrest is, like... Such a good voice and such a sweetheart. He's a good guy. Um, I would love to know what you guys think of it. Write us an email. Please. We should have said that in the last Bob Forrest episode. We didn't. We were just so crazy. <laughs> I think we went on. But did we go? I think we went too long. And we were hungry and nervous and, and angry and lonely and yeah, tired. All those things. Exalt. 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 Like there's halt. Oh, you know what I heard today? What? Or yesterday at a meeting? Nuts. So you know, you know, halt is hungry and lonely and tired. I heard nuts, and it's um. Neurotic understanding terrestrial syndrome? No, it's, um, <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember it. It's like not, it's like not working the steps, but what's the you? It's not. You're not working the steps. No, it's not. Not you, the steps. <laughs> fuck, what the fuck? Well, I can't understanding, not understanding no, the steps? not understanding. I don't even know. Not undermining the steps? I don't know. I think not you, the steps. Never using the steps. Never not using, using... Not using the steps, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Dopey Nation, you guys use the steps? It's all about the steps. That's what it is. The fucking program is the steps. And if you're going to say, you're going to claim the AA tribe, you better hit those steps with a sponsor, a sponsor and then a sponsee and work it out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, word for word. Wow, look at you. Well, it's true. That's the fucking program. What about using... But if you want to go explore other ways, that's fine. Chris, but what about... Other problems that aren't necessarily substance related, don't you think? You mean you like could... a comorbidity? What's that? Like if somebody is anxious or depressed and has like an actual chemical imbalance, is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying what if somebody has another problem? Like what? Tell me. Like they're obsessed with somebody. Are you talking about me? I wasn't going to take it to that level, but I was going to imply that maybe the steps could be helpful with a, another obsessive. Oh my God. Thing. In the steps. Were I to throw... That's what I'm talking were about. Were I to throw myself into the steps the way I've been taught to do, it is a panacea for all the problems in my life. That's what it I'm would, talking about. It would 100% fix the issues you're talking about. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I, I, I know that. But I'm even saying this. You know how I know? You know, if I ever... I have one sponsee, and I've only had one sponsee for a while now, and he's still kicking around. I God bless him. You know, he didn't give up on me. I moved, and he was still... Yeah, I'm still working with him. If I ever call, you know, it's generally just like the lineage of it. So it kind of sort of a one way street where like you call up, you know what I mean? It doesn't go the other way. Um, but if I ever call my sponsee, some shit is going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he doesn't know that or like the people don't know that. But if, if, if the strits, if it's running downhill and I'm reaching out, like saying, how you doing? Really, I am doing a Horrible. No, I hear that. You know? You know, I had a sponsee. But then I hear what they say. Did you hear about this? No. I had a sponsee. Tell me. It was this guy. He was a friend of a dopey um, guest. Yeah. Ray's friend. Guy named Jay. And uh, he wanted to meet with me. Yeah. So I met with him. And uh, the thing about this guy, he was Jewier than me. He was more neurotic than me. And he was older than me. Yeah. And uh, and we had this great talk. He was like a he was like a stoner and a cokehead, and like 
we had this great talk, but he wasn't really interested in the steps, and he wasn't really interested in meetings, and uh, he wasn't interested in calling me, but he would text me every day, and then he didn't text me for like a week, and then he texted me once, and I was like, keep on keeping on. And that was it? That was it. Uh, my old, but the last one. But I felt really good about myself no, for like a good. week. Yeah. Like, I was a sponsor. There you, you know? go. I you was your, a sponsor. You your beak wet. I hear him once in a while. I hear from him once in a while. I was hoping that Dave was going to ask me to sponsor him. Dave M? Yeah. Long distance? Yeah. 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 That was my dream, Dave. Yeah. You and me, buddy. Maybe you'll hear it. Maybe Working out. Working busting out together. Busting reps and smashing sets. Sure. All that shit. Yeah. Working steps and busting reps and <laughs> smashing sets. Uh, all that fucking shit. My last sponsee, yeah. uh, just in the papers, he... Um, got arrested for stealing money from a rehab. Really? Mm-hmm. Just money? He's on a $25,000 bond right now. He was using to? Yeah, his girlfriend worked at the rehab. Which rehab? I don't want to say names. Right. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story, then we're going to call it Billy Brew. Um, I don't know... Oh, I- you want to hear something funny real quickly before you go into that? Sure. So I, I texted, I messaged the article, because he was in the newspaper, so I messaged the article of my old sponsee to my current sponsor and you know just to show him what happened and my current sponsor he said to me you failed him you know like sarcastically right. and I said just passing it along meaning he failed he him he failed and what did he say that was it I dropped the mic after that one dude. <laughs> <laughs> we should fucking you should really oh we gotta get my sponsor on here yes yeah, you should get him on there we should. Didn't That's we have him on? He called in he for called a second. He called in once, but he didn't. He was just calling me like yeah. to shoot the Random. shit he didn't know. Right. Let me tell him, Dopey Nation, my sponsor has the craziest, most intense stories. I also want your old sponsor with the Boston accent to call in. Oh, he would be wild. I would just love a Boston accent on the show. He's like hardcore Boston accent, crazy swearing, was homeless, like nuts. All right. I'm All right what are you doing? You're telling me something, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I know I haven't shared this with the Dopey Nation, and I, I've shared it with you, but I'm ready uh, to get another job. Like, I do not want to get any older as a waiter, and I want to work in production. Like, I want to make TV shows. Well, don't you want to do Dopey full-time? I would love to do Dopey, Dopey full-time. Dave, on the way here, was posing all these hypotheticals to me. Like, would you put off school if we were offered a job that paid $65,000 a year to do Dopey in Manhattan? To which you said, "I said I would do." I it. need a three-year deal. I need a three-year deal at a hundred thousand a year. But that's bullshit. You, you, I don't think you really stand by that. No, I probably would. I probably would give it a go. Yeah, and then you, you transfer to New York City, and we'd have a huge show. I don't know though. Maybe I wouldn't. You just want to see me desperate. I'd no, say- I don't. I I would love to do it. It'd be great. I mean, we meet once every three weeks for a few hours, and we like. In the worst imagine conditions. Imagine if we had every yeah. In the worst. Imagine if we had all day to do this and think about it. Fuck all. If we, if we just did it every morning, and we had a, a writers' room afterwards, and we had a meal, and we could think about it. Yeah, yeah it would be awesome. It would be fun, and it would also. We're be, doing it like late night. I'm dropping you off at your kids. I'm driving eight hours. It would it's be worth nuts. it to put off school for a year because because it could be a career, and it's and it's a one in a million shot to get a deal to do that. It's a one in a million. You have to take it. I don't even. Okay. Yeah. All right, anyway, so you want to work in production. You're thinking about switching. Um, well, going back to working in production. You're, you've, had an, you've, you've traveled as far in your current career as you I'm not going to get better at it. I'm not <laughs> going to make more money. I'm just going to be Would an older. Would you say you've gotten better or worse at your current career? I'm pretty fucking good at it. Yeah? Yeah. But I'm, are you the number one guy there? No, I'm not. You think you could ever be the number one? No, I don't. I just don't care. I just hate it. I don't like the number one guy works oh my god do you know what happened with the number one guy what today no well this guy man he's first of all he's in his 60s yeah he's heavy he's jewish yeah um and he was a chef he's been working around restaurants for 40 years yeah okay he's had such bad luck in business like he's had restaurants fail 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 uh but this guy he never stops bragging about what he gets on the tables. He's like, like oh. his tips and yeah. stuff. He's like, so I get there. He goes, check it out, Dave. Uh, I got a party of six, five kids, one adult, 
if I had we're allowed to surcharge tables of six, which means add the the tip on it, he goes, he goes. If I had added the tip on, it would have been twenty six bucks. They gave me forty. I'm like, great. Well, what does he do that? Like, why? Anyway, then what's his thing? What's his stick? His he nothing. He his stick. He he acts like a normal waiter. He like answers questions. He's kind. He's fast. He has a pepper mill on his will on his waist. What's that? He grinds pepper. On no, he does. He does. He wears black and, and white. You don't work in a place that requires that. No, but that's how you get that extra dough. How did you get a pepper mill? Fuck that shit. I don't even have a clean shirt. <laughs> I'm not getting a pepper mill. Yeah. Um. Do you see me? What I was wearing today? I have a new uniform. No. I, I have to wear notice. a polo now. Um, no, you don't. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. I have to wear a polo now. Anyway, I'm doing horrible. I'm getting, like, shit money everywhere. And this guy comes up to me. He goes, how are you doing, Dave? I was like, not good. He's like, I was like, how are you doing? He goes, let's just say I just got my seventh 20 in a row. I was like, why don't you just stop talking to me? Um, this guy sounds horrible. He put money on a Super Bowl pool. Guess what he won? What? Just guess. Uh, $1,000. No, more. Five thousand more. Ten thousand more. No way. Guess how much he won. Twenty thousand more. Uh, you're lying. I swear. Fifty thousand less. Okay, how much? Forty-two thousand dollars on the Super Bowl box. He won forty-two. What was the bet? I don't get it. He put he like split a ten thousand dollar box with with four people and they hit it. Yeah. So he bet twenty five hundred dollars, but he got back for maybe he bet a thousand or something. I don't know. He got. What was the bet? You know these Super Bowl pools. It's a graph, and it's you like just, a parlay or you, something. No, like, you don't pick anything. You just give them the money, and it hit. He won forty two thousand dollars. I put a hundred dollars, and you know what I won? What? Bupkis. You know what Bupkis is? Yes. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Is that Zilch. a Jewish word? Maybe. Anyway, so I decided I want to work in production, and. Fucking, there's this guy that comes into my restaurant all the time, and he's a film producer. He made the show Quiz, the movie Quiz Show. He does films. Oh, I like Quiz Show. He's like, he's like, yeah, you want to meet? Sure. And um, I'm like doing shtick because I have this idea for a game show. I tell him about at the table. I tell him about this game show idea. Yeah. I tell him about Dopey. Yeah. And then I tell him about the Othello cookie. Yeah. You know, remember the Othello cookie? I remember the Othello cookie. I totally forgot about it until right now. The Othello cookie was for the Dopey Nation. It was an innovation. It was black and white in every bite. It was an innovation on the black and white cookie, which is a two-sided black and white cookie, which is black and white in every bite. This was Dave's project before Dopey. This was his baby. Then... Let me tell you something about the Othello cookie, all right? It tasted all right. It was a pretty good idea. I think it had promise... But fucking David would do these runs, and he'd literally get 40 cookies. And I'm like, dude, you need to get 3,000 and put them on all the stores. He'd put 40, and then he'd say, I'm doing another Othello run, and it would be 50 cookies. It would be like 26 <laughs> cookies. He'd sell it in a day at the one restaurant he works at. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> I don't get what But the, the best thing about the, the Othello, goal? the original Othello was black and white in every bite. But then there was the white-on-white white cookie which was all of the privilege and none of the guilt, and then the black-on-black black cookie, which was so delicious it could be a crime. And let me tell you something else about Dave. He never even produced either one of those second two cookies. He just likes spitting the catchphrases that he created for them. <laughs> That's a good stick. But so I'm at the table, and I'm, and I'm kicking this stuff, and, and the producer is blown away. He goes, this is a good... He's very juicy. He goes, this is a good idea. Yeah. He's sitting with this guy, this young guy. Yeah. And the guy's like, yeah, it's okay idea. I actually know a baker in the Hamptons. The guy's like, get the baker on the phone right now. And the guy's like, uh, okay. And he, he texts the baker and he goes, he goes Dave, uh, let's talk next week. I was like, sure. I don't care about the cookie. The cookie's just funny. Yeah. I don't care about the fucking cookie. I, I, I say to the, the producer, I say, let's meet. We can talk about the game show. And really all I want is a job. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I just want someone to pay me to show up and then maybe I could build something else. Yeah. So I go meet him 
on 58th and Broadway. Yeah. Um, at a place called Le Pan Girard or something. Some fucking. Le Pan Quotidien? No, that's for the <laughs> chumps. This is a more fancy one. Yeah. And, uh, I think Le Pan Quotidien is pretty good. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's pretty good, though. Like, you know, for having them all over this, I think it's Le Pan Quotidien, isn't that? I don't how know. do you say it? I, 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 don't, I don't go there. I don't say I don't You've say, never been in it? I've been in it, but it's I. It's good. It's good. They make it's good for orange juice. It's good. Anyway, we get there. Okay, you're at Le Pen what? Whatever it is. Gerard. I don't remember what it's called. Right. Um, and I'm wearing, like, my fucking homeless gear and wearing my fucked up sneakers. And, like, I don't look that good. Yeah. Um, I'm wearing this, actually, this yeah. outfit. And he comes <laughs> and, uh, and we sit down and um, I just... His eyes are kind of glazed over. It reminds me of talking to you. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I was, he was like, you know, this city really sucks, he says. Yeah. I said, oh, why? He goes, he goes, well, I just walked here and it's just disgusting. There's poverty everywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I go, where do you live? He goes, 65th and Park. 65th and Park. It's like the most beautiful yeah, thing. Nice, he yeah. walks along Central Park South, the yeah. most beautiful fucking walk, and he's complaining that it's nasty. He's like, in the, I see homeless people in the old days. The shop owners would kick them out. Now we're giving them food. I don't understand it. He's like, I have to move to the country. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then, and then he starts to think. He's just, he's just uh, monologuing. And you look like shit. I don't look great. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, he leans Wait, back. I'm sorry. I'm brain farting. This is the guy that you met at your restaurant? Yeah, the and film And he's producer. interested in what? Why are you meeting with him? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. And he's compl- I want to meet with him about asking him for a job. I don't yeah. know why he wants oh, to meet with me. Oh, this is very recently. Yeah. You never told me this whole... That I okay. So, so we sit down. I remember you talking about the meeting. I don't think we, we no. talked about what actually happened. The waiter, the, he says... He says, what do you want to eat? I said, I'm going to get oatmeal. He goes, oh, oatmeal. I've never liked this stuff. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, waiter, uh, I want a glass of juice, grapefruit juice. He gets a glass, this huge glass of grapefruit juice. He's like, do you want some? What? To me. I was like, I was like, no. (laughs) Then he goes, he goes, waiter, tell me about your assortment of breads. I'm looking at the waiter's like, he's like, this guy really loaded? Yeah. 65th and He says, he says, he says, do you have toast? The waiter says, no, we don't have toast. He goes, well, what's this assortment of bread? I'll, I'll take it. The waiter comes back. The guy starts looking at the bread. It's like bread with olives. He goes, who wants bread with olives? Nobody wants bread with olives. <laughs> the waiter comes back. He says, waiter, I don't like this bread. The waiter says, do you, do you want me to pack it to go? The guy says, you keep the bread. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? So wait, but what happened with your meeting? And then he starts telling me about, he's like, He's like, I know a kid. He had an idea for a mattress. It was a disposable mattress. It comes in a box. You open it up. You put it out there. You sleep on it. This is for a generation of people who have nothing. All they have is their devices. They don't have a desk. They don't have a couch. They might have two books, but 12 devices, and they buy a disposable bed. What kind of yuppies are these? I said, I said, huh? He's like, he's like, this bed turned out to be the Casper mattress. It made him $60 million, and I didn't invest because I didn't understand. He goes, now what's happening with your cookie? And I said, really? I said, well, I heard from the guy, and the baker's not interested. He said, what kind of idiot would not be interested in this cookie? I said, Fred, I don't care about the cookie. I just want a job. You said that? Yeah. I said, the cookie's just good shtick. You know a baker, hook it up. Otherwise, can you get me a job? What do you say? He says, this bed, I didn't think it would be a good idea, but it sold a lot, and I think the cookies is like the bed. So nothing about the job. Nothing about the job, and he's just talking about the fucking Casper mattress. Yeah. I don't know. Very frustrating me. Nothing ever about the job? He said he'd call me next week. He didn't call me. And how long ago was next week? No, it was three weeks ago. Hmm. I just think there was just something so crazy about guy, that story. I was th- that's a good story. What's good about it? Is that embellished it? at all? No. It seems like it's from a movie or something. I know. It seems like it's from a Woody Allen movie. I know. Yeah. It really felt like a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. I'm sitting there. He's ordering grapefruit juice. He's yelling at the waiter. Who offers someone some of their juice, too? Talking about a fucking mattress. 
And then I also hey, told what's them... What's the Casper mattress? Okay, then... to know what that is? I don't know what that is. On Facebook, they're advertising... These mattresses that come in boxes. He's like, who gets a mattress that comes in a box? But what do I know? Yeah. Um, you never heard of the Casper mattress? No. It's a big thing. But then he says... He's talking about his friend... Oh, who, shit. We have to do the call? Yeah. Okay. He had this friend who, um, who had the Baker friend, and he goes... I know his friends. They're anti-Semitic. They didn't want to do the cookie because they knew you were Jewish. I said, Fred, can we just stop talking about the fucking cookie, please? Yeah. But you the, didn't say fucking, though. Maybe I did. No, you didn't. I also mentioned that no, I was no, a drug didn't. addict at the meeting. What was his reaction? I had told him once before. Yeah. He was like, really? What drugs did you do? I was like, well, I was a heroin addict. And he was like, he was like it's funny. When I was young, they offered me heroin. They said, you'll throw up for two hours, but then you'll feel the best you ever felt. I didn't want to go through the grief. I was like, good for you, man. <laughs> he sounds kind of like a hack comic a little bit. He's a big-time film producer. He goes, I know some guys who are shooting some pictures, but you got to leave New York. So go ahead. Do your pictures. No, I'm not leaving New York. All right, let's make this call. Are we doing that Is now? that not a crazy story? That's a great story. I, mean, I don't know if it's great, but it's weird. I liked it. Did you really? Are you I trying did. to make no, me feel No, I good? did. I was paying attention. You saw that's late, too. All right, here we go. We're calling... What are we calling this person? Are we calling him by his nickname or his real name? Billy. Billy Brew? Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. He said that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Billy Brew is a... Make sure you hold the phone the correct way to the microphone. That's the wrong side. It only records that way. There you go. Hello? Billy Brew, what's up? It's Chris. Nothing. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. Uh, I'm sitting here with uh, Dave. Billy, how are you? Hey, pretty good. I don't like calling you. Are you guys taping right now? Of course. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Hmm. So, so Billy... Billy Brew is a, a hardcore member of the Dopey Nation and perhaps the first member of the Dopey Nation who took... Something from our podcast and managed to get clean. True? It's probably true. Yes, absolutely. Probably. I started listening to you guys probably back in uh, October. I was listening to uh, a different podcast. I was, I was trying to get sober. I've been trying to get sober since last February. And I was listening to a podcast. Uh, it's called uh, The Share Podcast. Yep. But anyways, it was it, it was pretty like preachy, and all I wanted to do was punch the guy in the fucking face. Omar. So I looked for <laughs> yeah. So I looked for a different uh, podcast. No offense, if that's your friend. I don't. I don't know. But it, it just he just really bothered me. So I looked for a different podcast and just ran into you guys, and uh, it was like completely different. It wasn't preachy. It was there was no like God talk. It was, it was just like two cool guys talking, and they see you know you guys seemed like uh, normal guys you know like you weren't brainwashed or or you know in some sort of like 12-step cult and so i said well geez man these these guys seem pretty normal maybe i should give 12-step a try i emailed you guys and i got emails back saying yeah just try like try different ones and you might find one that's that's good and i found one and it was the best it, it was i just felt right at home and uh so since that time i'm now 76 days sober and uh, yeah, I'm loving it, man. I, I can't believe it, and uh, I owe it all to you guys. I really there would there would be zero chance that I would ever go to a twelve step meeting in my life had I not a listened to you guys and be communicated like via email. So I am very very grateful, and I'm sure I speak speak for a lot of dopey listeners out there that that feel the same way man you guys are uh, are wonderful and uh it's very entertaining your podcast is awesome it's so funny uh i really get belly laughs every time i listen to it but it's also it's a really it's a really good message man and i think you guys are doing really really good stuff and a tremendous service to people uh like myself who uh who suffer from addiction billy right on but can i tell you something it's really God that did yeah. it. It's just God that did it. God is the one that, yeah. that guided your hand to listen to us, and God guides everything that we do. And can I tell you something else? That Chris will yeah, not. I, Chris won't date a girl who doesn't believe in God. 
he needs a girl right. to be to be spiritual <laughs> in order to be interested. Why you put me down over that? I'm not putting you down. I'm saying it's just and interesting. That's what I said. I said that it would never be a forever type deal. That's what I told somebody. Without God. Without somebody who believes in something besides themselves. Wouldn't you I say said. it was God that brought Billy to Dopey? <laughs> and it was God that brought Dopey Your to this? Your sarcasm's so dry right I'm now. I'm serious. <laughs> it was God. It was, I fuck God. It was Jesus. Jesus did it all. Praise him. Well, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Jesus, but I will say this. I was always, th- I always thought that faith was like the F word, right? Like, to me, it meant like you were naive and whatever. I'd rather be a man of science. But what I've come to learn is that, like, science is faith. I mean, if you jump out a window, you're pretty sure you're gonna, gravity will kill you. If you drive a car, you're pretty sure that, you know, uh, gasoline will move the engine and you'll go 100 miles an hour. And the funny thing is, things like uh, love and beauty and honesty and truth, those are also forces of the universe that you can't see, but they're just as real as gravity. So that, that's what I've come to learn, and I hope I don't sound too preachy. No, dude, Billy, beautiful. honestly, I think that um, you should probably replace me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that was really fucking well put. Beautiful. Well, you know, my, my higher power, if I can use that term, or a higher power, you know, it's, uh, it, it, all it means is, like, listen, I'm a piece of paper, right? I have no power over my disease, which is a flame. I can't put it out, but there are there are forces greater than me that are like a bucket of water, and that's what puts out the flame, and that's how I can get through this to do this every day. Now I've got through it seventy six days, and I have no intention of stopping. I, I actually fucking love it. It's it's not it's not so much about stopping doing the drugs. It's about like being a better person, being someone that's connected to yourself, to friends, to your family, to different things. It's just it's just. It's the best, man. I, I just, I have to say, it's, just, it's a great metamorphosis. Like I said, I'm so grateful for you guys that you turned me on to this shit. And uh, I, I could, I've never been so happy in my life. Right on, man. That's fucking great. I, I really see it as, you know, the other stuff, the using stuff is, uh, it's just as much as we all love to get high, we lose our lives. Our lives disappear. And when we get sober, we actually get to have our lives, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Well, that's what you said the other day to me, Dave. Was that um, you like you know it's more about finding peace like in yourself, like being able to be comfortable in your own shoes and look yourself in the mirror, you know, and and be okay with that. And you know, it sounds cliche, but really, man, it's it's a hard thing to do. And listen, I've been there. I've I've been an addict for a long time, and um, I thought I always would be, and to, to not have to feel those feelings and to, and to feel pretty good about myself. I can't even fucking believe it. It, it. It's the best. Yeah. Dude, really good stuff, man. Honestly. And I, I you know, you, you're expressing gratitude to us or something like that. But honestly, just to hear the stuff that you've said, it's like really touching and amazing. Like, I, and I genuinely mean that. And I don't usually speak this way. Dave knows for sure. Um, but I mean it. No, dude, it's... For it's the, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, please. No, I just want to say, and for the dopey nation out there, you know, I uh, I got to meet these gentlemen, and they are as cool in person as you could ever imagine. I mean, we had dinner that time in uh, in New York City, and they were so gracious uh, and so kind, and and they're great listeners, and uh, we had a good, we had a lot of laughs. And I tell you what, I sat in between these guys, and it was like I, I my own personal uh, dopey show here because they, they their banter is so funny even in person, and it's totally unscripted. It's just it's just the howl, man. It's very, very, very funny. You're embarrassing us. You're embarrassing us. <laughs> Stop it. Well, well, Chris, you said that I was complimenting you so much that I was that I was probably sending back your sobriety five years. Yeah, you were. You're stroking my ego. <laughs> All right. Well, now, now, now I understand what you meant because at that time I was like 11 days sober when I met you, and I didn't realize. You know that it's it's about like losing your ego and all that stuff, and I was just pumping you guys up so much that I probably fucking did you a disservice. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't believe a word of it. I thought you were still high. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. that. But what about our amazing <laughs> breakfast this week, Billy? Huh? Amazing. Amazing, amazing breakfast. <laughs> I showed Chris. I showed I showed Chris the video. He liked it much more than you did. I have to say. <laughs> Uh, oh, I thought it was good, Dave. I just thought that it needs a, a little bit more because I think the standard you guys have set is so high that uh, 
I want it matched. And it's yeah. pretty funny, man. Like all your all your graphics on there are hilarious. To be honest, and it perfectly. To be yeah. honest, Billy, I totally took your advice and I redid it. And I made it much better. I love it. So and and I knew Chris would wanna, like it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what what I what I see for you guys in terms of like where where Dopey's going? Absolutely. All right. So this is what I think, and you know, I, I have an outside view. You guys are in it, obviously. Deeply. I just think that I just think that within the next year, this is really going to blow up to the next level. I mean, um, your listenership already has it's got so big in one year. It's incredible without any advertising, just you guys word of mouth and all that stuff. It's amazing. I think that you guys are going to have Artie Lang on the show within the next three months. I think he's going to love you guys so much that he's going to have you on his show. At that point, you're going to guys, you guys are going to approach and, and bypass 10,000 downloads per episode. And within one year, you'll be at 50 K at that point. You're off to the races. You're, you're, you're going to be uh, off to the highest bidder. That's what's going to happen, I think, within at least within a year or at the most 18 months. Billy, I'm going to relapse. I think Billy's relapsing. <laughs> I think you, you might be smoking dust over there, Billy. Uh, um, oh, no. But uh, I, I have this feeling that um, I don't think that it'll happen in the year, and I don't know when it could happen, but I do have this feeling that we will get Artie on the show, and it won't do anything. I think it'll be personally it'll be, it'll it'll be personally satisfying, but then it's just nothing is going to happen. Yeah. But but uh, um, I, I disagree, man. I disagree. I think it, I think you guys are going in one direction, and like we talked about this before, you guys are kind of like the Ramones of podcasts. Oh, like, I said that. Everybody said, wants right. Like everybody wants to be like you guys. Everybody wants to have their own podcast. You know, you've already mentioned that a few people have already spun off and done their own podcast similar to yours. They'll never be able to. They'll never be able to compare you guys. No way. Um, but like, you, but you guys are so influential, you know. And 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 it's that's that's an accomplishment in itself. Can I tell you something, Billy? I owe it all to two things: Chris and Jesus. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, what about Omar? And I, I'm sorry if I insulted your friend. No, no, friend. we don't even. <laughs> we just. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Omar. Billy, I, I just, just listen. Both, we just know his name. You don't even listen. He's listened to one episode. Omar, I love you. I listen to everything you do. I love Omar, him. Omar, if I ever meet you, I will punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> oh, Omar. Omar's sorry, just trying I, to do good. No, I know, I know, but he, it's, it's, uh, I'm sorry. That's, it's a statement about me, not about him. I also have anger issues. Get another, get another 30 days, Billy, and we'll see how you feel about yep. Omar. You'll love I him. know, I know. And I, I want to, I want to paint a little picture for the Dopey Nation that the first time we met um, uh, Billy, uh, I didn't know what you looked like, and I was expecting something totally different. Billy is a just a dapper, very handsome, articulate, well dressed man. Who He's has a go getter. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was expecting something much, much different. Billy, tell the Dopey Nation about your job. Well, for, first of all, Chris, where do you think I was? A fucking bum. Yeah, I was expecting a crazy person from the loony bin in a backwards fucking well, straitjacket. Well, you're half right. Um, I, I, I mean, as for what I do for a living, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much, but I do work in the. Um, I work in the sports, um, professional sports area, uh, mainly to do with information. I'm not a bookie. I have a legit. I have a legit uh, job that deals with statistics and numbers and analytics. I've been doing it for 20 years. He's a smart uh, cookie, it. this Billy Brew. He's a smart Canadian cookie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I'm certainly, uh, I, I use the same devotion that I have for Dopey to get this job myself. So I guess it's a little bit of enthusiasm mixed with um, uh, the inability to say no. Yeah. Well, we, we, we appreciate everything you do, all your emails and all of, and the meal, the meals. He bought me breakfast. I just said no. He said leave the tip. I said, no, I'm not tipping this guy. <laughs> he can go fuck himself. No, I left the tip. Dave, yes. Dave gave a huge tip. I, gotta, I have to tell, I have to uh, say, I think it was like he gave eight bucks on a, on a $25 tip, a $20 uh, oh, wow. breakfast. 
And for a Jew, that's impressive. Hey, <laughs> where are you going with that? Well, I, as, as a statistician, I can tell you that that, that did break the record, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I can't believe I'm getting anti-Semitism on uh, my show. It just hurts. It hurts. Can I tell you, can I tell you guys, as, as a super fan here, I, I just wanted to tell you guys what I thought were the best shows, I think, so far, my favorite ones so far. Okay. Um, okay, like, I... I I, the best stories, I think the one guy, I think his name is DJ or, or uh, Dave, maybe his name was. DJ, Vicodin okay. story. That was so funny. I, I swear to God, that's, that was the greatest story. Um, that was awesome. Story that the guy called in with, or he wrote in about Ivan, the guy who they thought was The dead, Australian. The phone booth. Oh, yeah, the phone oh, booth was God. great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you guys how many times I listen to you guys, like I go to bed, you know, uh, it helps me fall asleep fall asleep sometimes the podcast and my fiance i wake her up i don't know how many times i've, I've done this where i'm laughing so hard that the bed's shaking and i fall out of bed i mean it's, it's so fucking funny the guy the one i like too was the gay cruise ship that was I, when the guy when that guy talked about falling off the cruise 50 feet into the water I, I, that was the funniest thing my yeah. dad loved that you know, one that was my dad's favorite oh, one so good so good my dad's um, favorite and, one is uh, actually his but besides his he likes that one yeah, it's it's good. I would say uh, Chris's jail episode uh, from a couple weeks ago was so riveting. I mean, that was so good. Um, it wasn't necessarily funny, but it was really, really insightful. And <laughs> Billy, it was uh, chilling. Billy, what did you think yeah. about the music in the beginning? No good? I loved it, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was criticizing me for it. He was giving me shit for it. My friends are emailing me. What? You cannot let Chris pick the music again. I thought it was great. People liked it. I woke that up. was the best, man. I woke up at my dad's house this morning, and my dad was like, Dave, you got to not let Chris pick the music for the show. <laughs> and, and I, uh, I respectfully disagree. Billy, I, I, <laughs> Thank I respectfully. You, Billy. Thank you. He's Canadian. Yeah. What the hell does he know about it? Give me a break. Hey, man, Brian Adams. Exactly. I rest my case. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. Do you know Brian what, what, Adams? What, that, what is that music, though, man? What is that? What's that? Is that like a... Like it was Easy e. Yeah, it was Easy e The guy who was uh, straight out of Compton, that guy, that oh, rapper. But but that's the, it was like scary music though, right? It was it was like uh It was uh, like, re- it goes Kong. Compton. It was Kong, a real Kong. motherfucking what, G's. That? That's what the song's called. It's, oh, okay. It's I, Chris, I got it's Chris's personal anthem, Real Motherfucking G's. Actually, you know what's funny is Billy, I used to listen to Easy E's greatest hits when I was like 16, 17, smoking crack driving around Boston, being a little white preppy kid in the ghetto thinking I was hardcore. That was the exact song I would listen to. But the funny Blair. thing, the funny thing though, Chris, is you were hardcore. You were 14 smoking crack. No, it was before I was like 16, 17. Fine. You were but fun- I did smoke crack. But no. as hardcore as you knew you weren't, you were more hardcore because you were so crazy. I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just, it's like fun. Speaking of being hardcore, Speaking of being a uh, hardcore, I I think I, I truly believe that when you guys had Danny Boy O'Connor on there, yeah, I think he was intimidated by Chris's stories of jail. I think that he, <laughs> I know I know he's a big fucking guy, or whatever. But I think that when Chris was laying it down and talking about going to jail in the ocean uh, in the uh, in Orange County and stuff, I think he was intimidated. I think that he he knew that he was like. Uh, that Chris was a real out, motherfucking out. G. Yeah, like he was, he was out street credit right on the spot. That's how I felt because you kind of backed off what he was saying. That's, you should that's have seen. You should have seen Chris in that in that interview because Chris was was very diminished. <laughs> the funniest thing though was when Danny Boy was talking about the outsiders. <laughs> And and Chris called it the outliers, and Chris acted like he knew what it was, and yeah, he never no saw the movie. I had no clue what he was talking about. Oh, that was stay that was gold, rich. stay gold, Chris. Yeah. yeah, stay gold, Chrissy boy. Uh, so funny, so fucking funny. Cool. All right. Well, Billy Baru, what about what about how much you love my Brenda? That I, okay. So so that's the other thing, and I, and I I hope. Dopey Nation can chime in and email these guys and, and back me up on this. Dave, I believe, has a future as a, an amazing stand-up comic. I think that if he goes on stage and does some of his voices, the Brenda is the best. I mean, it's so funny. But you have so many characters. You can go on and just... 
I think you could be like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle goes on stage and just does a bunch of different characters, like he's acting. And you have all those characters. You have such a funny personality. You're so freaking intelligent uh, with your humor that I think it's it's a it's a can't miss. It's a cannot miss. You're very flattering. Um, but I really think I'm the only thing, it, the only place that my humor works is putting Chris down. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it. I mean, I well, told I'll this go story. On stage. I'll just sit in a chair and you can talk. Yeah, I mean, that was Billy's real thing is to do the dopey on tour. And I think I could be funny then. I just told a story today that I didn't think was that funny. This this New York story. Yeah. You didn't like it. It was all right. I thought you did like it. It was a four. No, no, this one, the job. Oh, I liked the New York. That was oh, great. You liked that? And it was just a story. Yeah, it was great. Nah, it was, you listen, Billy, you listen and you tell us what you think. But, All right, um, well, how about, the, how about the story you did? Uh, it was like an early episode where you went to the airport and that weird guy, oh, yeah. he, uh, was trying, he was driving you around. That was a great story. I mean, it, it had no real good ending. And it was kind of mysterious, but you you had uh, you had the view, you had the listeners captivated as to what was going on with that because you had no idea the guy was taking it like off the beaten path. He didn't know what he was going to do to kill you, whatever. I love that story. That was my I love that story and the Nick story. The Nick story is the best but story. Nick, but but yeah. the, but the problem with the Nick, Nick story is that I ate an Indian meal while we told that story. Yeah, didn't bother me, but I, I can <laughs> understand maybe some some others were. We're bothered by. I also love the Thunder Dan story. That was great. I know Dan. a little bit about him through through my through my work, and so that was just a great. Uh, a I love great that story. too. I love it whenever Chris talks about his childhood. It's like a fucking Martian on the planet Earth. It's the best. Uh, All right, Billy Baru. Um, I think uh, we got to go and finish this thing up. We're like through. Um, but we love to hear from you, and we love to see you, and we love your confidence in us, and it's it's embarrassingly flattering, right? Yeah, well, totally. Thank, thank you so much for having me on, and uh, I think I speak for Dopey Nation when I say thank you guys for doing what you do. You really uh, help a lot of people. You're very entertaining, and uh, I hope you guys keep doing it, man. Dude, you're an amazing example, and we appreciate everything that you say. And just know, though, that... You know, sure, we do a funny podcast and we're good once in a while, but it's you. You know, you're you're doing your thing and you're the reason that you're where you are. And it's it's really you should pat yourself on the bat and get back and give yourself some credit because it's it's not well, easy. I appreciate, I appreciate that. But it's for real. I mean, you really need to take a step back and realize that you're it, God brought you to this place, blah, 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 blah. But give yourself some credit. Because you're you're doing a great thing, and it, and and it really is you're in charge of your ship, and and it's you should definitely take time to give yourself some credit. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, Absolutely. Sometimes Absolutely. it's hard to give yourself credit. You know, it it, it is it is, and I don't want to. And uh, you're right. It ha- it has it does have to do with a little bit of self discipline, but not. But once you get it rolling, man, you know, it, it's just the right. It's just being in the right mindset and. Like I said, I would have never even thought of going to a 12-step program if it wasn't uh, for you guys. So, uh, again, I'm so grateful, and um, I'll just say that. And Mazel Tov on the wedding coming up, and, uh, and we love hearing from you. Thank you. And, uh, and we'll talk soon. Okay, guys, thanks a lot, and um, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank thanks. you, Billy. All right, Billy. All right. All right. Cheers. Good, Good night. There you go. What do you think about that? Guy. He's awesome. Sweetheart. He's very articulate and just like. He knows what's up, except that um, I don't. I mean. I always thought the Dopey Nation when we started was just going to be like some kid in Cali who's 21, was like a junkie. You know what I mean? A bro, this. and it's We have like, a lot of those guys too. We don't have a lot, I wouldn't even say. I think there's some, but I mean, like, it's just really cool. He's such a unique human being just in general it's it really cool the people like we've met you know and stuff but and the people we hear from the cake yeah totally totally but this dude he bought us fucking dinner we didn't even thank him again for that so yeah. billy thank you for that yes. beautiful dinner yeah thank you and if anybody in the dopey nation wants to take us to dinner <laughs> write us an email maybe we'll come oh and we need a, I, I forgot we're supposed to keep mentioning this if you want to get a tattoo of the dopey logo dave and i will pay for it and there's a guy ryan roy who was on one of the episodes, just look through it, uh, it's the tattoo episode. Uh, he will do it uh, extremely discounted. He's in New York. But if you want to get it somewhere else, um, that offer still stands, right, Dave? Oh, totally. Yeah. But um, I want to – how much time do we have left? 
Uh, we got ten minutes or so. Good, because I want to play that um, that thing, that voicemail. What voicemail? Um, a voicemail I want to play from Cormac. Yeah, getting a lot of Cormac uh, air. But that wasn't today. That was the last one. Oh yeah. Um. So what? Um. We should read that one email too. That was really good, but it was very serious. I don't know if that's oversharing, right? What is it? The one where his girlfriend um, Which one? passed away. Who's is that? Uh, you don't remember that story? It was like super intense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I probably shouldn't play that. Right? It was pretty personal, right? Is it an email or a voicemail? It's an email. Um, yeah, read it. Are you sure? Did they say we can read it? They didn't say anything. It was a, you were emailing with the person. Should I read it or not? It's pretty personal. I think I should ask them before. No, no, no. Don't read that one. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Don't read that one. You can read one of his earlier ones. No. But let's... Um, what are you doing right now? You, I'm going to put on Cormac's thing. Did you find it yet? Yeah. You need me to chew, chew airtime? Um, you can... You know what you could do? What? Is you can read an email or you can say something interesting, oh, you fucking cocksucker. Something interesting, you fucking cocksucker. All right. Here we go. I'm going to read a review of the week. Great. <laughs> I love how we call it review of the week, but we do it like once... A month, if we remember. All right. I got it. I got this thing. I was just going to read the review of the week. Okay, do it. Actually, I'm 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 not scrolled down to the bottom yet. So should looking. I do this? Um, why don't you give me three thirty more seconds so I can read the review of the week? Because I'm already almost at the bottom. And okay. Um, okay, here we go. Yeah. One more thing. One star. Arrogant. Lacking in. Oh, character. there's a new one. I haven't. Oh wait. Wait, what? This is wild, dude. There's all these other ones I haven't seen yet. Um, that doesn't sound like you. Oh no! It just it stopped scrolling to the bottom of them. Huh? <laughs> I'm just making noise. All right, I'm gonna fucking play this. Hey, what's up? Oh wait, wait, here, 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 here. Pause it, pause it, pause it. Um, this is from Cuntzy13, and this was the person she commented something bad on her. Or, uh, about the eating. About the eating, right? And yeah. then so she she just wrote this review. This is from February 13th, 2017. So somewhat new. Guys, I know I've sent a couple harsh emails about the eating and stuff on the air, but I could not take it back fast enough. This has become my favorite listen by far. I hope someday to get to meet you guys. What an awesome podcast. From a recovery standpoint, I know you guys go back and forth about this being good for you or not. I just want to say I'm a big fan of laughing at mistakes and bringing them to light. There is no reason to hide from who we are and what we've done. Life is too short to let other people tell us what to do. I do understand the actual recovery part and taking advice, but that's not really what I'm referring to here. Dave's dad had a special place in this show. Even though we have only heard from him a couple times, he brings in the family part of addiction and recovery, and he's great to hear on the show and your relationship with family. Keep up the good work, forever listener here. Right on. My dad's going to love that. So, has he heard that yet? I don't think so. No. I don't think yeah. He's so upset that he can't read the review fast enough. Yeah. Oh, no, he actually mentioned it. He said, see, they want me to be on the show more. Yeah, but that was somebody else that said No, that. he read that one. Okay. But thank you, Cuntsy. Thank you, Cuntsy. Cuntsy. Thank you, Cuntsy. Here we go. You ready? We haven't, I haven't, Cormac, I'm sorry. I haven't yeah, even listened to this, you, but you, we're going to play. Yeah, but you can't, you got to put it in. What do you mean? I mean, it's not going to pick it up all the way over there. What yes, are you doing? Will. No, it won't. So what's up, Dopey Nation? This is Cormac. I'm just checking in with uh, this associative story. I, uh, I spent the night in the hospital on Tuesday after I took too much 3-MeO-PCE, uh, which is a cousin of PCP. With a little less face biting off, uh, a little bit more merging of other dimensions with this one. And uh, it was pretty scary, my, more for my family than me, I guess. I, uh, I was out and I drank a bunch of beers and lost some inhibitions and decided I would just eyeball shit and uh, just left this world for a while and then woke my wife up I'm not sure how exactly and she kind of got me to explain what was happening and I was like couldn't even really see the room around me and I couldn't really communicate with her and 
she got freaked out, so she called a hotline, and they said, well, not sure. Better take him to the hospital just in case. And so that sucked real bad. We had to bring the kids with us and try to not let them know what was happening and got some good help there. At least people were pretty kind and uh, had to get real with my wife again and I'm I'm still lucky that she's given me another chance and uh, this disassociative shit I just want to say like for the people out there who might be who might be dealing with it too uh, it's sneaky it really will change your thinking and you don't know that it's happening and you make decisions that you think you're reasoning about, but there's just your, your judgment has changed and you don't even know it. And, uh, uh, I know plenty of times I was like partway through a binge with it and thinking, I hate this and I don't want to feel like this. I want to stop doing it, but I keep doing it. And, uh, I keep looking at other people with afflictions that are worse than mine and thinking I'm not like that and I don't need to abstain. I don't need to be in some program or anything like that. But uh, this last go around, I'm just looking back and thinking I got to make a real change because uh I just have too much to lose, and even if I might go a long time in between having crisis, I still end up having more crisis. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> don't want to be too much of a downer. Uh, I, uh, I I love you guys. I really appreciate what you're doing, and uh, all you guys out there, everybody. Stay strong and uh, peace. That's great. Awesome. It's very heartfelt. Can, can you tell me what it, about disassociatives? I don't know anything about it. Uh, so the dissociative anesthetics, which would be like the original ones and stuff that you would know, would be like started with PCP, then it was ketamine. Why do they call it a disassociative? Um, it like cuts your brain. I mean, I can't really describe the science, right? It basically cuts your brain off from your body, right? And it's something they'll give you for like an operation. So your respiratory rate is supposed to remain the same. And it's almost like you're just like in like a dream state, you know. Um, But PCP, it kind of fucked up your breathing a little bit. Then they made ketamine. And ketamine like worked really well where your your breathing stays fine and like you're getting like an operation. But these people would wake up and they'd have like very bizarre like experiences. You're basically like making them trip like really, really hard. Um and then there's all these like offshoots and stuff, which is like one of the ones he's talking about that were like research chemicals, and, and I don't know those as well. Um, that was some voicemail though, Cormac. Thank you so much. It was some voicemail, and he uh, he also has such a good recording quality. He's got a good recording quality, and one of my well, he's a musician. Yeah. But one of my favorite things from him was um, I we actually just to rehash for people who are tuning in for the first time. We got to talk to Cormac because I subscribed to this thing called Listserv where people can send out random – it's a lottery. One person gets picked a day and they send out an email to about like 30,000 people or something. And so it's usually like kind of like boiled down like spiritual stuff or people just talk about their day or random little things or share stuff. And so one email – I don't even check it that often anymore. But one time I got it, this guy – we just heard Cormac. He was describing his experience with dissociatives and it was like these really bizarre chemicals that people don't generally know about. And so I actually emailed him and I told him about Dopey and that started the dialogue. And he told me that somebody responded to his email from the listserv and this is, they said, dissociatives, why don't you try associatives? And I thought that was just such a short comment that it was so powerful. Like there's just so much truth to that because that's what we do. It's like the reason I abuse drugs is like because I don't want to like – I don't want to like – 
this whole construct of being human and feeling emotions and stuff, like I want to run from that. I don't want to connect with other people and the way out of it. And we even saw it tonight when we were talking in between episodes, when I'm upset about something is like to talk to somebody else and to hear even a shared pain or something. I don't know what the fuck it is, but associating with another person, you just naturally feel better. But my inclination is to meditate in a closet, do yoga or put a needle in my arm you know what i mean like and, and the, not the, to not to diminish meditation and yoga but like i always just I, I dissociate from people the payoff is so different you know the payoff when you take drugs is like this relief and escape that's very much in a vacuum and very unnatural the payoff from talking to people and connecting is you're alert and you're connected but you can still feel pain you can you know, still feel pain. It's like it's not this ultimate, you know, annihilation of your thoughts and feelings. You know what I mean? Like that's what we're used to. And then when you can, when you can feel connected, you don't get that oblivion feeling. You get this connection, and it's not like it's not this. It's obviously it's a totally different animal, but it's it's like subtle. Yeah. And 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 the power of it grows. Totally. You know. And uh, and Cormac, that was a really powerful voicemail. Yeah, and uh, and we love hearing from you. And he fucking set up our subreddit. He set up our subreddit, and that one song we should play that song again. Remember, his song was fucking great. Yeah, it was, it was solid, good. dude. Yeah, you we'll have play it that again. Yeah, I still got it. All yeah. right, we'll play that at the end. Great. Okay, he, Cormac. You know, so. it's funny because the first time. We read an email from Cormac. You were like, we'll play it at the end. And at the end, you don't play it. I probably will do it again. Yeah. So if we don't play it, we're sorry. sorry. Whatever comes up, comes up. I mean to. What that means is I'm getting lazy and not listening to the whole episode before I aired. Anyway, Dopey Nation, stay strong. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And, and toodles. Uh, wait, 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 wait. And write, write us, us emails. No, 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 no. Write us a review. No, 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 no. The point is Order that a t-shirt when if we, it works. I don't even know. And just so you know, Dopey Nation, this is not a money-making scheme for Dave and I. We literally make like $2 on the t-shirt. And I thought we made five. I think we make four or five. And on a hooded sweatshirt, we make like eight or something. And it takes the turnaround takes forever from them. But like we just wanted to offer it for people. Like We're not trying to like... It's not a money-making thing. It's a pride thing. Yeah. And it's an ego thing probably. But even more than that, to, to get back to the associative quality, yeah. when we hear from you, it feels good. We love to be connected to you guys. It's yeah. a good deal. It's a good it, deal. It makes us feel like, uh, you know, there's a purpose to this besides us hanging out. It keeps us going. That's, that's your line. <laughs> if you ever get an email from Chris, it'll probably say... It really keeps us going. It really keeps us going. Friend me on Facebook. But Chris writes much better emails than I do. You've been writing most of the emails recently. And I've been really good. busy at school, guys. I'm sorry. Not even. I just I, They give me a lot of work, and I just I've don't, been really busy thinking about one I, thing. I think, <laughs> I'm not even doing anything about it. I, I think about stuff. And I read your emails, and I should respond. We love you guys. We love you guys. Stay strong. Stay strong and toodles. Good night. Bye-bye.
break down the walls Echo of your calls Don't know how long How far down Get down. 